Live Bible. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries and uh, it is Thursday, August 3rd. If um, you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio for the first time, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth and we're all about the truth of God's word. It's our starting point, our authority and it was spawned out of the SWAT Bible studies here in Jacksonville, Florida where uh, we teach God's Word every week. Uh, we just expositorily work through books. And we just finished Acts. And uh, in the fall, we're going to be opening up a new book in the New Testament, uh, one of the Gospels. And so if you'd like to join a SWAT group, they start back the middle of September. You can go to SWATradio.com. That's S-W-A-T radio.com. And if you're out of town, we do a Zoom SWAT on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, 6 Central, and 4 on the West Coast, and we'd love for you to join us. So uh, today is guest day, and uh, today's guest is no stranger. He's been on several times. He went to Israel with me, and uh, he is a friend of SWAT, and I'm happy to welcome back uh, AJ is what I know him as, Anthony Johnson. Uh, AJ, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Thanks so much, Doug. Such a pleasure to be back with you. Yeah, if you don't know Anthony or you have not uh, heard him, his son Taylor was on here with me, and he still fills in every now and then, but he was on here with me uh, for a while. And um, Anthony uh, is a former um, running back uh, for the NFL, played for the Jets, the Bears, the Panthers, and the Jags, right? Mm -hmm. Is that all? Colts. Colts. Oh, I missed the Colts. the Colts. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, sorry. Missed the Colts. That's all right. I, uh, it was I, a I short. That, that was that one one year. That was four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we could we could <laughs> talk about that. One. <laughs> oh man, who was the quarterback when you were there? Jeff George. Okay, yeah. that's why. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be down and on uh, Jeff. Actually, I, Jeff, I, Jeff is probably the purest pastor I ever played with. Really the incredible thrower. Yeah, he just had other things that. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen guys like that, Anthony, doing mm -hmm. some of the chapels. I've had a chance to interact with mm -hmm. some guys like mm -hmm. that that get, get some stuff. They had good skills in one area, but they weren't round. You you can't be one-dimensional as a QB in the NFL, can you? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not. In this day and age. Especially this day and age. Yeah, because yeah. guys uh, are so fast no on defense. No the doubt. the ends, the, the linebackers, they're just light and fast. Yeah. And, uh you can't be one-dimensional uh, for sure. Well, um, Anthony is now a minister, um, a counselor. He was a chaplain for the Jags, discipled a guy who ends up now is the chaplain for the Jags. He's still the, the guy you mentored is still yep, the chaplain. Yep, Maurice Williams. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it, mm -hmm. Anthony? Building into other guys who end up kind of stepping into your role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's discipleship uh, picture of it. Um I believe that's what Jesus called us to when he said to go into all the world and make disciples. Um, you you lead others as you're following Jesus. 
Um, and, and he also said it, uh, I love this aspect in uh, Matthew 28, the, the tense there for go, go into all the world and make disciples, is in a participial form that really means as you're going. Yeah, so it anticipates that you're going. Yeah, it's, and, <laughs> and, it's, and it's, it's indicating as you're living your life, as you're doing what you're doing, as you're leading men in SWAT, as you're uh, playing football, mm-hmm. uh, as you're a chaplain, uh, make disciples, that is, lead others where you're going. And so so Maurice Williams has been a great picture of that, and he's doing the same thing, uh, building into the men with the team. Yeah, Mo Williams, yeah. yeah. We need to get Mo on sometime. I need, awesome, I need yeah. to get Mo on. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Jags, um, you know, it, going through some, I don't know, uh, growing changes. They're, they've got some good draft picks. Uh, certainly having Trevor Lawrence there has been a very big positive for them. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, after you step back, in, or I shouldn't say step back, I don't like that, after you stepped into the counseling ministry, um, do you keep up with them? Like, or do you kind of keep tabs or keep keep in touch with some of the guys there because of your connection there as a chaplain? Uh, n- not too many guys uh, that are still playing when I was playing. Um, so, in that sense, no. Uh, my last year chaplain was 2017. Um, so, but I do keep up with Mo, uh, check in with him occasionally, see you know kind of what's going on, and and he'll hit me up if he needs something. Um, but definitely, uh, am checking to see what happens on, uh, on every Sunday and see how the team is doing. And I'm, I'm really tickled with, uh, the leadership they have in there and Doug Peterson and as well as Trevor. And so it seems like they've got things going in a good direction. Okay. Well, I want to ask you a question that has run through my mind a lot when I, I, I would consider you like a journeyman NFL guy, mm-hmm. a, a guy who, you didn't stay with one team for like 10 years, but you played on several teams. When you think about your NFL career, um, from purely just a football standpoint, step back just from the spiritual aspect, but just the football standpoint, how do you choose which was your favorite team? Is it where you got to play? Is it where you experienced the most teamwork? Like, out of those teams, I'm not going to ask you to name which team you enjoyed the most, but what impacts your memories of those different teams most as you think about them? That's funny you say that. Um, yeah, so it's the convergence of spiritual, mental, and physical that okay. focuses on the, the experience for me that was uh, most rewarding uh, and that I I referred to so much, at least in my mind, and and just being appreciative of, and that was really the time with the Carolina Panthers. Um, so, spiritually, uh, it's where God kind of really got a hold of me in a depth of ways that uh, I, I didn't anticipate coming in the lead, didn't think I needed, um, but obviously I did. Um, mentally, I, I relaxed. I, I kind of rested in the game and in the in confidence. Now, this is seven years into my professional career. And was uh, that as that was that a direct result of resting in Christ more? You think? I, I think they go together. Yeah, they do. Uh, because, like I say, there were there were convergence of that. Uh, God mm-hmm. put me through some wilderness times, honestly, with the Jets uh, up in New York, and then after that, Chicago Bears for half a season. I got cut out of there and just. 
I was miserable. I was ready to be done with football. Like, and you were a believer at this oh, yeah. time. Hey, I believe her when I was eight years yeah, old. Yeah, you grew up yep. kind of being taught the word no and, and, and that. So no so can a believer then be miserable out there because they're not following really or resting? I, I won't say following, resting in yeah, Christ. Yeah, that's a great distinction because I was following the Lord. Uh, when I was 18, I just said, hey, I'm putting all this stuff behind me, God. I'm not going to chase the women, the drink, and all that stuff. Um, met my wife uh, junior year, got married right away. We said, okay, well, I, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to pursue you. I was I was a follower of Jesus Christ, but inside there was so much more that needs to be done and be worked on for me to continue in my growth and maturity in him. Um, and, and a lot of that was, was appropriately – dealing with or handling uh my professional career because i saw that uh, uh look back on it realize i saw that a little different than my faith and well well world. you know what's interesting is is this weekend as I'm, I'm we've been talking about the swat training day on saturday i'm teaching through an old testament book that deals with um, misplaced priorities let's just say that and one of the things that causes burnout a lot, whether you're in ministry or you're just out in the workforce, is misplaced priorities. Not necessarily people going after terrible moral choices, but their responsibilities in the world that get elevated up mm-hmm. to a level that they feel like they have to achieve them apart from the, mm-hmm. what God would want for them you know, or what he's doing through them, resting in him. Uh, and I, I see that a lot in guys. And I'm sure in your counseling or if you talk to young men or even older men, it happens. You don't have to be, you know, 20 years into a career to experience it. You can see it in high school students. You can see it where they're just so stressed about trying to make things work. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're unbelievers necessarily. I mean, that certainly will impact you too. But I'm talking about people who are following Jesus, but they'll allow the responsibilities to overwhelm their rest in him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Uh, and, and I don't think age uh, um, has a number on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just kind of uh, where we are uh, in our progression and our, our maturity with Christ. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still, to this day, uh finding ways uh, that God is bringing to me of growth and challenge um, areas in my life that I didn't realize uh, needed work on. And um, so, you know, that there, there were two profound times in my life when I was 18 years old and I said, God, you can take my legs. You can do whatever you're going to do. I'm in other words, you, you can take the game away from me. Um, I'm going to walk with you and I'm, there's no turning back. I'm following you with all I've got. Um, no, no, not trying to straddle the fence. And then the other was in Carolina uh, when effectively I said that in regard to football. Uh, I said uh, my, my desire and my belief was I could be a thousand yard rusher. I, I, that was what I wanted to be uh, seven years up until that time. It hadn't happened. In fact, things have gotten, I got the journeyman tag, you know, just, yeah. it was an okay player. And that's just, that's the kind of the reality. But I also said, God, um, at that point I said, God, um, if you do that, thank you. If you don't do that, thank you. I'll, I'll take what you give. 
And I finally just kind of rest and laid it, so to speak, on the altar. And he miraculously um, gave opportunity to do that that very next year. But but anyway, that was the convergence of the spiritual release and pursuit of Christ and Christ alone, not Christ in football and or what I could attain in football. And it it transcended to uh, this peace, this confidence in the way that I played. And then physically, it showed up in, you know, I'm seven years in the league and I'm running faster than I was when I came into the league. So uh, just just that that's the time that I look back on. I'm so thankful. No, for that's great. Thanks for sharing. And, you know, um, it's funny. I heard you say, you know, you get the journeyman tag and like you guys don't want that tag. Mm-hmm. People are listening and they're going, I take that tag I, I, to be in the NFL. But when you reach a level of whatever your career field is, you're not satisfied. It's hard to be satisfied with with that. You want you want to pursue excellence all the time, right? You want and there are those objectives. You never you I, I don't think you reach that potential or that level without that. I mean, I know we got to go to the break. I want to talk about that a little bit. The difference between being performance oriented with a restful mindset, because uh, there's nothing wrong with setting goals. There's nothing wrong with having those ideals, but it's what happens when we don't achieve them. What do we do with that? And when we come back, I'd like to maybe delve into that a little bit if you're okay with it. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Hey, I'm talking with Anthony Johnson from Acacia Growth Counseling. Um, If you or someone you know could benefit from talking to a counselor, uh, Anthony is a registered mental health counselor uh, within the state of Florida. You can go to Acacia Growth Counseling. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-G-R-O-W-T-H counseling.com that's acacia growth counseling.com we're going to be back with more of aj uh and uh, talking about resting in him uh you're listening to swat radio stay tuned this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. 
happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without. I love that song, uh, Freedom. I can't be free without you, really. Mm. And how many guys have we seen in our life, AJ, that Mm. have all the money in the world, all the talent in the world, all the exposure to pleasure in the world, and they're miserable? Mm -hmm. Mm. I I remember when I was a chaplain for the Houston Rockets having guys there – that were raised in Christian families mm-hmm. that knew the gospel that would tell you they're believers, but they, they weren't just not resting in Christ. Uh, they, they were trying to find that rest in other things mm-hmm. that were contrary to the things Christ would teach mm-hmm. and they were miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, how, how come that's so hard uh, for guys to get, because I know you've communicated to guys, you've had a, you I, in your team days and your counseling. I do the same thing, and you tell guys, and it just doesn't get through. And I know there's an element of the spirit there. There's an element of God having to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's been a very frustrating thing with guys. Is it, have you experienced that in in your ministry and oh yeah absolutely uh in my ministry my work now uh uh, but but also um in in my life i've experienced that personally Mm -hmm. like i said i i I came to the lord when i was eight years old um started walking a holy uh no turning back when i was 18 Mm. and there still have been moments in my life as i alluded to before shared with before um where I realize I'm, I'm trying, or I have been trying to find rest in other things, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's achievement, uh, not, not necessarily bad things, right? Not, not sinful things mm-hmm. per se, but things that are other than Christ and the way that he showed us to, to walk and live. And, um, and, and it still happens to this day, uh, where God reveals things in my life. And, and so, um, so yes, I've seen that. Uh, one of the things that's so uh, intriguing to me, uh, especially in regard to discipleship, as we started talking about, um, is you 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 principally can't lead somewhere when you're not going, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's like trying to preach a message to somebody you're not living, right? Yeah, 
absolutely and and that happens a lot yeah um and what i realize is there are areas in my life that are uh in some ways especially from a psychological standpoint um are uh sub my conscious they're sub uh, my awareness um and so it has to be god through his spirit and i think specifically through interaction and connection with others yeah I, that, I, yeah, that, that community that. right yes yeah that that so. community aspect that mm-hmm. that that's why we always say here that's one of our core values as community a band of brothers because mm-hmm. you you have these subconscious blind spots mm-hmm. and when i was a pilot in the military you know when we'd go out and we'd do air-to-air training air-to-air combat you have to have a wingman because you have blind spots in that cone behind your head. You can only turn so far and you can't see, you can't turn your head on a 360 swivel, right? Mm-hmm. You can only see so far and it's that way in the spiritual life. And yet there's a lot of guys out there and you and I have both encountered them mm-hmm. who think they can function well mm-hmm. without community and accountability. Yeah. Yeah, they either think that or they just they just don't they're not aware that yeah. that they actually do need others and in a way that uh, most of us aren't used to uh, even in and maybe especially in the church um, in terms of really uh, opening up unpacking what's inside you know that that I just that wasn't something that I grew up with is not something I saw modeled uh-huh. um, and it didn't feel comfortable to even do so I was like. Eh. Why would I have to share my crap with, with Doug or with whomever else, right? But I need it. Well, it's easy for you and me um, as as God may be – I say it's easy. I mean, as, as God reveals things to us about our own sin, our own struggles, and we read his word mm-hmm. and people come into our life, you and I have had conversations. We talk about things and, and, and try to encourage each other to – to walk deeper it's a lot easier to see it in other people than it is in our own life yeah and sometimes i believe god gives us my wife calls them uh uh, caution flags or (laughs) or or even road signs to say don't go this way Mm -hmm. you know it's a a warning to us to me and you and guys who are walking and resting in him to say you don't want to do that right and i i I remember when you were in israel um we were on this one particular uh site and i was doing an exercise with everybody and you were the only one that really came up and said something about what was going on i'm sure more people saw it but you came up and said, Hey, you know, and you, and I had you share it with the group. Talk a little bit about why it's so hard for us as guys to speak into the lives of other people that are going a different way. Mm -hmm. Why do we struggle so much? You would think it would be a loving thing to do that, but we don't view it that way. A lot of times we're afraid that we're impinging on somebody's freedom. We're, or we're, we're judging them. Uh, how, how do you help people through counseling see it's okay to help people like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, and, and there's a lot in an answer like that. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and really it's just, 
that's a testament to how fearfully and wonderfully we're made because life is complex and just uh, <laughs> one thing is just like, wow, there's a lot to un- unravel in that. Um, but the essence of it, as I'm experiencing in my own life, um, begins with my own capacity. You know, the, the model that I was trained in uh, to counsel uh, is called character and competence. And the focus really comes from, you know, the word of God and, and Jesus identifying like first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will be clean as well. Uh, the focus of behaviors and symptomologies, things that we experience that we'd say, oh, I need some help with that, are rooted in inside, in our heart and in the things that are happening inside mm-hmm. of us. So th- my experience uh, with others and, and personally is what hinders me from saying something about you or anybody else uh, begins with what I don't have capacity for in myself, um, to be able to deal with, uh, my own sin and being, being willing to share my failures or my shames or my, uh, my, uh, lack of, of abilities with others that keeps me from, being able to identify yours in a way that would not be condemning. So I, I steer away from that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we do, right? I mean, yeah. we do, we tend to go away cause we're afraid, well, I've got these issues that may not be the exact same, but how mm-hmm. can I say anything to him? But still he's headed toward a cliff. Mm-hmm. He's headed toward, you know, that bridge that's out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's why is it's so powerful. What's happening there. I can see you going towards a cliff and because of what's going on in me and the deficits and the the lack of capacity that I have in my sinful nature, I will not say anything to you, even though you're about to drive off (laughs) the cliff. Right. And it's, it's, you know, we laugh at that from one standpoint, but that's horrific. It it is. It's sad. It's really sad. And, and you know, if you look at the way Jesus instructed his disciples and the way that uh, even, even in Paul's letters and his writings, that there was an underlying sense of love for those disciples when they were not getting it. Like I think specifically of Peter, when Peter failed to walk on the water, right? Everybody looks at that and and they look at it like a rebuke of Peter. And I, I see Jesus saying, Peter, you almost had it. Yeah. You were close. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you walked on the water. The only other human to divide gravity other than Jesus on the water like that. Mm-hmm. And he just took his eyes off of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an underlying sense of love that he had there that is very hard for us sometimes to manifest when we're speaking that to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think about that. And if I remember correctly, one of the gospels uh, that I was recorded, Jesus said, why did you doubt? And and I always hear that. And I think, Ooh, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> want Jesus to say that to me in any context. Right. Like, cause that sounds, I hear that as he's like, pointing out to hey, you knucklehead you doubt it you know what's wrong with you but I, I agree with you I don't think it was like that at all I think it was fully compassionate like oh you're ah, you're just almost you, you almost know? had it yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and 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 just that where you and me are like, why are you doubting, man? Come well, on. Well, that's that's what I hear. That's what I hear inside. Yeah. Right. But if Jesus was if Jesus was the manifestation of love, he was coming to Peter with full compassion, full love, full favor for him. Not condemnation, not critique even, or criticism for sure. He was coming to him compassionate. And the capacity to hear Jesus speak to me from his word or through others in community is rooted in whether I have the capacity in my character to hear you say that. Yeah. And that that's the things that I, I love working with in, in my counseling work is to to cultivate those things. And I, and I hear them, I see them more and more as I read, uh, especially Paul, Philippians 3, things like that. I mean, just exhorting with compassion, with that type Paul, of love. Paul really did it a lot more than we do. 20 points, and the NASDAQ is up 10 points. This is SRN News. When my father-in-law was dying of cancer, he asked me to stay a few minutes alone by his side In those few moments, my father-in-law said things I will never forget. Lonnie Berger, author of Every Man a Warrior. The conversation would be our last time to talk, and his words had a profound impact on my life. Last words are like that. Jesus' last words also have extraordinary implications. His specific command was meant to give his followers a strategy. Go and make disciples. The word make implies building something. Men, are you building disciples? If not, we can show you how. If you'd like to learn more, go to everymanawarrior.com. That's everymanawarrior.com. Every Man A Warrior is a ministry of TWR. Expect delays because of a crash involving a truck on I-95 northbound approaching the Fuller Warren Bridge. Also, there's an accident I-95 southbound approaching Airport Road. And there's a broken down vehicle I-10 westbound at the ramp to US-17 Roosevelt Boulevard blocking the off-ramp right lane. Partly cloudy tonight, low 76. Friday, partly sunny, high 92. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. I love having that song on here just as a reminder, you know, because uh, I'll tell you, AJ, when, you know, when I, um, I remember being in the the Marine Corps, I had a chance to have some NFL guys. I may have told you this from um, the Vikings come down to uh, the simulator. And I remember when they, I I was one of the guys that hosted them and was getting them uh, going to put them in the simulator, teach them how to fly it around, show them what we do, take them out on the flight line, show them the Harriers and everything. And um, I remember kind of being jealous of them because they were NFL guys. I wanted to play Major League Baseball. I didn't get to do that. 
I was a little different than you. I didn't have that conversation with God where I said, take my legs or take my, take my things. out. I said, give me the dream so I can, you know, go out and be your spokesman. That's what I wanted. So he took it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, d- I didn't play any more baseball after college. And, um, and that's okay. He, he had a different plan. So I got in the Marine Corps and I remember, um, taking those guys into the simulator being just in awe these are nfl this guy darren nelson was the running back he played uh back in the uh i think late 80s early 90s and uh, and so i had him in there and 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 i was just talking to him and he was asking me about all the things we do and and i said man i said what's life like in the nfl he said man it's just a job he goes i mean i mean and this is what he was just saying to me he said you know everybody likes it but you never know when somebody's going to take your spot. You're always fearful, you know, and I don't know where he was faith-wise. He was just being honest with me about the business aspect. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's a business. He said, you know, you're up there, you're a commodity pretty much. And he goes, but I'd love to have this job. You know, and so we talked about the flying and my whole perspective changed a little bit after that conversation because I got – I mean, here he is, an NFL running back, a starting uh, running back at uh, the Vikings, and he wants my job. And I thought about just the perspective of it, and I thought, you know, God put me here not for me, for the people that were around me, and I need to stop worrying about what I didn't have mm. and and trying to, to do that. And it's been a struggle, you know, to be honest, all throughout. So when I hear that song, I bring it up all to say that, when you've achieved something that a lot of people think is really cool, like, you know, whether it's being an NFL guy or a jet pilot for the Marine Corps, whatever, it, it requires a lot uh, to, to believe you're nobody because the enemy's always whispering you are somebody. Our culture whispers you are somebody. Every time there's an air show, I get a little spring in my step, and I'm sure – when the kickoff happens and you football season and talking about it, you think I used to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but one pilot told me at the end of my career in the Marine Corps, he said, you know, Doug, we all got to stop flying sometime. Mm. And he goes, you know, you're flying now, but we all, we all get to a point where we don't do it anymore. Mm. Uh, enjoy it while it's here. Um, but, but he was just saying that, you know, it's a time and it was the same way in the FBI and I'm sure it was for you in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but that nobody, I love the song because it reminds me we're just, we're nobodies without him, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He gives us value. Mm -hmm. Uh, he gives us value to represent him in the world, to put him on display. So whether he takes you to the NFL or whether he takes you to, Yuma Marine Corps Air Station Yuma to fly Harriers it doesn't matter mm. he's taking you to the places he wants to use you mm-hmm. but we get sidetracked sometimes so I didn't oh, mean yeah. to preach or anything I just yeah, was no, thinking I'm, about I'm that connecting with so much of that uh, one of the things my last year was here in Jacksonville uh, as a Jaguar back in 2000 and um, had an opportunity to go to uh, the, the air station there um, NAS Jackson and uh, went up in a P3. Oh, did you? Yeah, and they 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 let me get behind the <laughs> wheel. And I'm talking, man, that was a that was awesome. And that was a P3. You know, I can't yeah. imagine what a you know fighter jet or something. But 
it was so cool. I mean, I got to really kind of, I had to fly down the river. You Isn't know, it right, cool right just to be the up there in the air, man? Yeah, and doing it was that amazing. Stuff. And we, you know, they even got to do an approach. Yeah. You know, once we got low enough, they were like, I was like, no, <laughs> no, somebody else take this wheel. Uh, but, but it's so cool. And so I can connect with that, that, uh, you know, Darren saying that I remember Darren, um, and yeah, oftentimes the, most of the time, actually, um, during my 11 year career, it felt like a job. It, it was work. I mean, it was a business you, you, you went, you, you clocked in, you clocked out. You got a lot of reward for that financially as well as in a claim and certain aspects of that. But it was more often than not a job. And so I can, I can connect with that. Um, and, and also that sense of feeling like you're nobody, even that's what, that's why being a journeyman was not the tag that you wanted, right? You you don't want to be nobody, but I still, and I wasn't the only one felt like in, even in that context, I was a nobody and I wanted to be a somebody, Mm -hmm. but what's so cool about being a nobody, especially in the context of the scriptures and the way Paul uh, said he was a nobody, um, is that we can, we can highlight and live our lives for somebody, for Jesus himself. And in doing that, that, that gives us this sense of fulfillment that we feel like we're somebody. And because and we are, he values us. He loves us. Well, I can honestly say, as I look back over my career in the uh, Marine Corps and the FBI, um, I've had no greater fulfillment than living for Jesus. Mm-hmm. When, I th- when I think of the, all the, the missions or the jet flights I went on, or all the, the raids I went on as a SWAT guy or, or just the things I did, Nothing compares to to just living for him, whether it's going to Russia when he wants me to go to Russia or to India mm-hmm. or to lead groups to Israel. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the pleasure and and I feel like as I look back, and I don't know if you feel this way, that I cheated myself out of that pleasure because I could have felt it in the Marine Corps and the FBI mm-hmm. had I had that mindset then mm-hmm. absolutely does that make sense oh man absolutely yeah I, in so many different contexts i look back at my life like oh, i wish <laughs> i could have seen it then i know um because not, not that it, we're not saying that we didn't appreciate those times and didn't value those times while we were going through it and see the benefit even as we were going through it but there's a different level different uh uh text uh texture that we look back now and realize oh, man, if I could see, if I could live through the eyes that I look through now, I could make more. Uh, this is how I feel about it. I, I could be more productive in the way that I went about it and what I actually did. So well, that, I, I met a guy, I, I may have shared this with you. I don't know if I did, if, you, if you've heard it uh, from me, but um, I was early on in my ministry. Uh, after I'd left the FBI, I was invited up, up to a church in South Carolina. So I was speaking at this church up there and a guy that I went through Pensacola 
Pensacola is where you go through basic flight training. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've seen the movie Officer and a Gentleman, that's where they do all the Dilbert Dunker, and you go through basic aerodynamics. You learn how to fly a, a single-engine plane there. So I went through Pensacola with this guy, and I had not seen him since Pensacola. Mm-hmm. But at Pensacola, when we weren't flying or doing classes, I was playing tennis with him. So I was so shocked to see him. He had a family up there, and he's at this church. Now, he was a wild guy in Pensacola. Mm. And I saw him up there, and I I said, man, I can't believe you're going to this church. This is crazy. You were a wild guy. And he goes, well, yeah, I I became a believer like five years ago. And uh, he goes, how long have you been a believer? I said, well, I was a believer in Pensacola. He said, well, why didn't you ever tell me? Mm. You talk about getting a big reality check. Mm -hmm. It was such a cold water in my face. Here I am Mm -hmm. at a missions thing speaking, and I was reminded, wow, I wasted that time there. Mm -hmm. And so really a message for us. we got to go to break on our last break. But if you're listening out there, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're his... You are to put him on display and let people know that you're his. And it doesn't mean you have to stand up with a 20-pound Schofield Bible waving it and telling people Jesus loves you, but you you live with a mindset of, man, are those people around me, did they know Jesus? Am I praying for them? Am I caring for them? Am I willing to share with them and, and look for opportunities? Because I... I I never wanted that to happen again mm. after that. That that just like a it was like a shot of reality to mm. me like man don't waste the opportunity. So I don't know. I just I was thinking about that time. I know we got to go to break and we're going to come back with our last uh, segment with AJ Anthony Johnson from Acacia Growth Counseling. If you would like Anthony to uh, set up a time with him for you or someone you love you can go to Acacia Growth Counseling. That's A-C-A-C-I-A GrowthCounseling.com. Or you can call 904-552-3734, 904-552-3734, and set something up with AJ. We're going to be right back with our last segment. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches 
to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. I, uh, I was calling AJ. Uh, um, hey, listen, uh, we. Um, uh, well, I, t- I tell you what, do you care if we take a call, AJ? No, no. All right. Hey, uh, Bruce. Um, Welcome to SWAT Radio. Go ahead and uh, we don't normally take calls on uh, guest day, but I'm going to take a call from you. Okay, Doug. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, enjoying the show, and I just wanted to let you know uh, I do appreciate what you guys do. I had a, something that's heavy on my heart right now. It concerns uh, and you as a law enforcement person is why I wanted to talk to you. Okay. Uh, concerns that young man that was up there in Wisconsin that got arrested preaching the the gospel uh, outside of that drag queen event. Are you aware of that? Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I, I have not heard about okay. that. Did, when did that happen? Yesterday. Okay, well, I, I was not aware of it, that. It, yeah, it's been blowing up the Internet. Uh, the thing is, and what concerns me with where we are today, and maybe you could speak to this, is there was, uh, we had the... The, the police officers, the local officers, that, well, you remember they arrested a guy in Pennsylvania about a month ago for the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it was, and then, uh, so it happened again yesterday mm-hmm. up in Wisconsin. And uh, this gentleman, this young man, was not preaching, you know, uh, Romans 5. He was just uh, just preaching mm-hmm. and preaching love. And the police officer walked up to him, harassed him, stuck the mic out of his hand. Uh, reached over and unplugged his little, you know, just a handheld amplifier, and took him. They took him to jail. He mm-hmm. it was at the internet. They he spoke in front of their city council today, and that, and said, hey, uh, "We got to stand for what's right and not what's." Uh, anyway, they he challenged. They challenged the officers. They had the officers standing there in a row, and they're asking him, "Say, you know, uh, is this right? We got these people over here doing." have seen things in front of children, and you're going to arrest the guy that's speaking the Bible, speaking the truth. And they, the gentlemen, the officers were just standing there with their hands hooked in their lapels and just obviously ignoring them, trying to stare through them. Uh, they said, you know, you have the power of the lesser magistrate, which says, you know, uh, you're not making the laws, but you're the one with the gun who's enforcing these laws. And if you know they're wrong, you need to stand up. And you need to do what's right. It's not about your pension. I would like your opinion on that, how much we can depend on our law enforcement. Thank you. Well, um, listen, I I think um, it's going to vary from city to city as far as what uh, the the law enforcement guys do or don't do. 
um, and and really even individual to individual. I, I I can remember when I was in the FBI, um, there were agents that were told to go investigate groups that were protesting at uh, particular abortion clinic uh, things. And they just said, I, I can't do that. You're going to have to get another agent. Um, you know, they, they just didn't feel like they could go be a part of it because of what they were being asked to do. Now, uh, police officers are vary from city to city. I can't tell you uh, what they do up in Wisconsin. I don't know those guys. I know the guys that I've spoken to around here. And by and large, the guys down here um, – they, they want to just uphold the law. Uh, and I would say to Christians who are out there that um, you, you can protest things, but you need to be aware that there's a growing element in our country that will use the law against you, um, um, whether that's uh, over a Second Amendment issue or whether it's over you speaking at a Pride event issue or an LGBTQ thing. Uh, listen, Christians are, we, we are, we are the lowest rung on the totem pole in this country, unfortunately, and, uh, not in, in God's eyes, but in the country's eyes, from the most part, you're not going to get a lot of legal support. The one thing I, I, I appreciate, I did go to the article real quick on what you brought up is I would say all three or four people that got arrested we're glad they got arrested. They did not mind it. They went into it knowing that that was a possibility, and they gladly, gladly are bearing the reproach. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of Hebrews 13, where it says, go to him outside the camp. Jesus went outside the camp. He was outside the camp. Go to him, it says, outside the camp, gladly bearing your reproach. I was talking about this with Brad yesterday, saying that, you know, if they started persecuted Christians for standing for truth, if, and that's what you said, um, how many people are going to leave? How many are going to leave the church? I, I, I would say there's a, there's a movie out right now called The Essential Church, and uh, I would highly encourage you to go see it. Um, if you go to theessentialchurch.com, movie.com essential church movie.com it's about what grace church out in california did under the covid lockdowns and how they had amassed something in the neighborhood of hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines because they said we're not going to refuse to meet and everybody made fun of them i mean all the the what i would call the world's people made fun of them and even church people people in the church made fun of them, said they were wrong, and they ended up being vindicated, not because they had the best lawyers, but because God vindicated them. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, I, I, I appreciate the call. Like I said, we don't normally take calls. AJ, you want to weigh in anything yeah, on that? Yeah, just, just briefly, a couple things. Um, really appreciate the, the call and the question, Bruce, um, and, and it's the complexity of it is, is something to not uh, look over, but uh, it, it brings up a couple passages. One, let all you, you do be done in love, um, whether it's uh, to preach the gospel in a corner or however you live and communicate the gospel to be done in love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also makes me think of Jesus' words in John, and I'm just going to read them. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Hmm. If they kept my word, they will keep yours. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know the one Hmm. who sent me. And so bearing his reproach to to suffer to struggle we mentioned that a little bit earlier um so much in that be willing to do that for the sake of love and for the sake of the name of christ um you know that's what comes to mind as you as you bring that up and and more and more that's going to be an opportunity for us and are we are we of the maturity the character that we will gladly go and bear that reproach that's yes. a big question yeah it is and you know i i would say that if you if you if you're going to violate a, an ordinance and i don't know again whether they did or didn't right i i know in the news article but can you trust the news that <laughs> you can't trust who's out there right now uh it says they violated uh, uh a noise amplification thing be prepared the people that are what I would call progressive and 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 are promoting a lot of the uh, what I would call the radical uh, LGBTQ plus alphabet mafia uh, stuff, those people who are supporting those things, we know who ultimately it is, but they're going to use the law within and and try to trap people or use it to get people so be prepared no when you go out if it says something about amplification or sound then don't use a amplifier just get out there with your voice you know if it if, if you're if you're standing on somebody's private property understand that you can be charged with trespassing that's just something that you stand on a, a sidewalk don't obstruct people coming by you know i mean like you, you do you take measures to try to do it within the legal limits that you can. But in some cases, if they tell you to do something unbiblical, then you have the right as a believer and follower of Jesus to say, no, I'm not going to do something unbiblical. Uh, or, you know, so I, I like if they tell me I can't tell somebody about Jesus, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. You know, I mean, that that's unbiblical. They can't. They can't tell you to do something that the Bible command that not do something the Bible commands you to do, and so, and and I know with the uh, abortion issue, and with the LGBTQ stuff, there's a lot of ordinances in the city that people are using to try to shut down protest. And and let's let's face it, there's a double standard in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're protesting four things they believe in they will look the other way they obviously have so um but i hope that answers that aj one quick final um question for you if people the best way for them to get in touch with you for counseling tell them real quick um what kind of counseling you primarily focus on is it family is it uh, uh teenage 
adult, both, what, what, real quick? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> um, I get that question a lot, and I don't have a specialty at this point, so I, I see uh, I see individuals, I see couples, um, I see f- families, uh, kids, as well as teens, adults, uh, men, women, um, and, and groups as well. Um, so my passion and my focus is uh, is really to 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 be about the laser focus of discipleship, with, which is counseling to me. Uh, the the counselor Jesus said I will send the counselor he'll be with you and in you that's that's the picture of it um, so the focus is growth uh, anyone who needs healing in order to grow or just healing um, I understand that we are we have the privilege to grow and to mature in Christ to be like Christ and be complete in Him that's going to necessitate for all of us some measure of healing and some measure of growth and that's what my focus. is. Okay, well, to find out more, go to Acacia Growth Counseling, A-C-A-C-I-A-G-R-O-T-H counseling.com. That's Acacia Growth Counseling. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have David Helling, the replay of his interview. He wrote and produced his only son. You can see it on Amazon Prime. Great movie about Abraham. For more information about Swift,